You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lisa-Mato and Brent Edwards. Welcome, everybody, to BNI, the Australian story. This is episode seven, and I'm here with our executive director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Welcome to everyone, and good to be here, Veronica. Well, it is good to be here. Uh, these are changing times at the moment, and uh, I've got to say that an organisation like BNI seems to be well ahead in terms of its planning for situations just like this. So, Brent, let's talk about BNI and how we are transitioning at the moment. Well, we're quite lucky, and if you're listening to this further down the track, this podcast is being recorded uh, in March in 2020, uh, right at the height of the uh, COVID-19 scare going around everywhere, where we've all been placed on restrictions. And the great thing about BNI is we, our global headquarters had these contingencies in place because we're a worldwide organisation back in December. And they've been working on this ever since. And as soon as we got to a point where we couldn't do face-to-face meetings, we had BNI online to fall back on. So it's an exciting new world. Uh, for Australia chapters, most of them have already... Uh, we'll be on BNI Online next week. Some of them already had meetings already on BNI Online and we're doing test meetings this week. So it's going to be a an interesting time and a different way to do things, but now more than ever, you really need the support of your fellow members and fellow businesses and we're really lucky we're involved in an organisation like this where we can actually, you know, when things like this happen, the world changes, we can get through things like this together and we can still meet still see each other on the uh, on the B9 online meetings, still present our businesses, do one-to-ones in a different way, uh, get online and do them through FaceTime or Zoom, um, do those things a lot better. So um, what I say to everyone as well, and, you know, look out for your fellow members, see if they need help with this. If they're not very tech savvy, see if you can give them a hand with it. And some categories within our organisation are, are highly reliant on... Um, event traffic or that sort of thing uh, around events or around um, dealing with you know, customers coming in, they're going to be doing it tough. So if we can help them as much as we can, please look out for them and uh, and make sure they're okay and, and try and support them and spend money through this time with them as well. So it is absolutely changing times, but interestingly, what hasn't changed is what BNI stands for. And I went onto the BNI website this morning because I thought maybe the spiel had changed. In every episode, we give everyone out there, uh, people who are part of BNI and not part of BNI, a little bit of information, and it's still exactly the same. BNI Australia is a powerful and collaborative business system built on relationships that are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. And BNI Australia is the premier business business networking organisation. Our service is designed to offer members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts and most importantly business referrals. So apart from the fact of some categories really struggling and mine being in the entertainment, funeral and wedding industry, relying on audiences has has very much been impacted. Um, it is still, BNI is still running as usual because we're still doing the exact same things. I think we still need it. Um, yeah, especially during these times, we need to support and business people need to support. And, and we are so lucky 
that we have this contingency plan in place Absolutely. that some of our competitors don't. And some business people out there are really high and dry. They've just their work's dried out. But we've got the support of our network and the support of everyone around us to help us through it. So talking about our members today, uh, I'm excited to speak to our next guest. Would you like to introduce him? Well, I'd just like to say we're at the head, world headquarters of Diversified Financial Planning in Frankston <laughs> because our <laughs> studio has been closed down. So Steve, our producer, has brought out all the portable gear so Thanks, we can Steve. keep on doing this uh, podcast, which is fantastic. Thanks, Steve. And with an old mate of mine here, Dean Hutchins, who has been with us since 2000. So Dean was in the first chapter I started Another in Another crusty old sea dog. Yes. Crusty old sea dog. <laughs> and uh, Dean was a lot younger than me when he started too. I can, I can tell that right now. And uh, Dean joined BNI in 2000 and he has built up through BNI one of the largest financial planning uh, organisations within Australia. And uh, to see the growth has actually been fantastic. So welcome Dean and... As we ask everyone, and I didn't even know until we spoke before this who actually, I couldn't remember who actually put you onto us. <laughs> so, um, you know, who invited you and, and how did you join? I know you're in our core group, but uh, yeah, give them a heads up of how you found out about B&I, because it's in the very early stages of B&I in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, about um, just on 20 years ago, um, Got a phone call from a fellow who was a financial planner and had uh, recently joined the Danny Nong chapter. His name's Trevor Yo, and uh, Trevor said, "Oh, you should get onto this B and I thing. It'll be good for your business, help you grow out." So, um, thought I'd come along to, which was in the end the first meeting that we ever had, um, and uh, there were four of us around the, the table. I know Brenda and I have spoken about this a bit <laughs> over the years, but um, yeah, there was only myself, four of you. Only four of us. Myself, a. Um, uh, um, our, our stationer Don Taylor at the time, um, mortgage broker, and oh, there was a business coach. Um, so the mortgage broker at the time was Peter Dietz, and we had Lucy Kiddies was the um, was the business coach. So yeah. that's how it all started, and and Brent was there with us. Yeah. So uh, this was how this um, Dean's chapter came about. Is I was in that original chapter in Dandenong, and I was a uh, Trevi. I was in the group with me. And I got involved in that and I thought, this is fantastic. And I said to the guy who brought B&I to Melbourne at the time, because he moved down from Sydney and he was a and i member in Sydney and bought the Melbourne franchise as, as such. So I said to him, I said, we really need a group in the Frankston area. Go, when are we going to start one? I want to put a staff member in there. And he said, I don't know anyone down there. I said, well, I grew up in that area. Um, I'll help you. So with all the people we had and the people I gained... I knew in the area, we, we sort of started the, started the process of starting a chapter and Dean was one of the uh, first members of that. So, And it didn't really take us all that long to get the chapter up, did it? Because we didn't know any better. We only started at about 12 people back then. Yeah, no, I can't even remember how long it took, but I wouldn't have thought it was more than sort of six to eight weeks that uh, we actually had it up and running. Yeah, so, and um, you're still here and you're currently president of that same chapter at the moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, You're the, a stayer, so, Dean. For the, for the or, 10th or 20th time. Or a, or a sucker for punishment. <laughs> so, um, but you've confided in me. You didn't get it. You didn't get one referral in your first 12 months. Look, I, I actually, when I was listening to uh, last week's um, um, B&I Australia um, podcast, uh, there was a comment about, um, what was it, Tony? I think he said, yeah, um, Tony the Painter. Don't, yeah. don't expect um, a referral in the in the first 12 months. And uh, 
And I think I'm living proof of that. And yeah. you know, Brent and I, again, we've spoken a lot about this over the years, but in that um, that first 12 months, I did not get one referral whatsoever. And uh, it was frustrating, but from my perspective, I, I was in it for the long term, not for the for the short term. Well, this is you know this is an amazing thing because B and I was virtually unknown in this part of the world, virtually unknown in Australia then. And uh, Dean's come in, worked the system, and you know he's in a he was in a position where being a financial planner, not the easiest thing to build trust, or you're not falling over referrals for for financial planners week in week out. And uh, so he obviously, you know, he was in for the long term, in for the long game and, and saw the benefits of what could come up. And uh, obviously that started to change from the second year onwards. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things is also what you just mentioned about the trust. And we've spoken a lot about how um, you know, to place a trust, trust in a financial planner to look after your life savings and make sure you get to your retirement um, yeah. without, uh, you know, losing all of your money or and change or, the thinking around that too so i do need someone who's got expertise to help me with that yeah yeah, yeah. because you know, if, if it blows up it's a it's a disaster for for yourself or for for the person that you refer, referred to it whereas can destroy lives yeah um whereas you know the trust go to um you know the local um stationer and get a pen it's, <laughs> it's, it's not so much so yeah the I don't know. I think a lot up. about that before I make those decisions. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, look, uh, and the other thing, I was only about twenty-three at the time as well, so I was very young um, in the business. So, again, to be expecting to be picking up, you know, big retirement type plans in that first year was, was obviously um, not really at the foremost of, of my mind. But I just figured that yeah, long term, this is going to be the right thing for me, and I, I wanted to meet local businesses, uh, business owners, and. Um, it's very difficult to get in front of you know, the the head of the the local law firm or the you know, the, the local owner of this business because um, most people have got roadblocks in place to make sure that you know, a phone call never gets through to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and B and I, I felt was just a, a great way of being able to break down those barriers and get in contact with them and not just become you know, someone I could talk to, but you know, over time become friends with. Yeah. I I overheard a member talking to a visitor one day. You know, after the meeting, and they said, "Oh, you got to be a part of this." He said, "Oh, that person over there. I was trying to get, you know, get his business or, or get a meeting with him. I've been trying that for the last three years. I've joined this group, and I'm he's actually a colleague now, and now I've got his work because I just kept on getting blocked off by the by the gatekeeper. Yep, and he had that in place, and you know, they they didn't want to know about him. But as soon as I got in the place where they had that relationship, yeah." Yeah, he, he got in straight away and he just he couldn't believe how easy it was then. Yep. What did you love? So you're sitting at a table with four people and they're talking about this B&I thing. <laughs> what did you love about it? When you were sitting there for the very first meeting and you've decided to join and be part of it long term, what did you love about it? Okay, the joker in me would say the breakfast. But, um, <laughs> Don't uh, go there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't even add up how many breakfasts <laughs> I've had up over, over the 20 years. But um, look, I... I think it was really about the networking and I suppose also being sort of relatively new in business at the time, uh, I was after you know, ways of generating more revenue and um, yeah, the painting was on the, you know, sorry, the writing was on the wall. I could see if I did this and stuck at it and gave it my all that it would be something that would actually pay off dividends in time for me. Mm. I can tell you I've actually had 539 breakfasts, <laughs> but I only got the stats that go back to 2003. 
2004. So, or 20 probably, years at, say, 40, that's got to be 800, doesn't it? Don't oh, say that to any female members that we interview. <laughs> so it's going to be around the 700 mark anyway. So it's a lot of a lot of bacon and eggs. Yep. And you look amazing. Oh, oh, yes, thank you. Although although you went off those for a while because um, one thing you probably wouldn't know, like in 20 years in this, you go through a lot of uh, different life changes and uh, a divorce and engagement and a really bad health scare, which probably... Um, put you out of action for about 12 months in the middle of that as well. Yeah, well, it was nearly 18 months um, that I was you know, pretty much bedridden at home and paralysed and um, yeah, very tough times. And I, I, I don't want to talk about that you know, for too long, but you know, it was just um, you know, one of those times that in your life that you, you never really expect anyone to uh, have at the age of, you know, I don't know, I was about, probably about 37 at the time, and um, you know, I was living life really well and um, you know, young and healthy, had family. And uh, and then next minute, you know, two weeks later, I was flat on my back with uh, with no sort of uh, direction as to what was going to happen. Um, but um, look, we got through it and uh, you know, through a mixture of everything, uh, the, you know, the business that I'd uh, built up over the time and uh, the staff I had working and and uh, and definitely you know, the referrals we were getting from B&I, we were able to... Uh, get through that and I, I do recall in that first 12 months we actually uh, lifted our revenue by 25 percent so um, it's it's pretty amazing to think that you know when the the owner of the business who's the key, um, you know, key revenue, person the key yeah. person is uh, flat on their back that the business is able to lift and still actually increase revenue in that time how yeah. important is BNI as a, a personal foundation uh, professionally clearly it's one of the one of the key factors that's kept kept the business growing, but personally and the relationships that you've made. Yeah, I think um, I think you know, just what Brent said. You know, if I look at you know, my my twenty years of BNI, it it is my life now. It's it's been part of my life, and uh, you know, it saw me through um, you know, the engagement, the marriage, a couple of kids, um, <laughs> you know, the illness, um, you know, the divorce, you know, into another relationship now. Um, but um, through all of that, every Friday morning, it's been B and I, just like clockwork, and um, you know, I, I love it. And um, you know, it's it's very hard to to sort of imagine you know, waking up every Friday without uh, going to B and I. It really is a constant, isn't it? I, I find that too. It's and, and everyone gets used to it very quickly. Even my my husband, my kids. I went to another meeting on Thursday last week, and my husband said, "Hang on, it's not Wednesday." I said, "No, no, it's Thursday." So as an ambassador, now I've got to go and see other chapters. So it really is part of my life. we got a lot of people who, um, and it's really important we keep it going at the moment through the online meeting yeah. so you get that those touch points because a lot of people, it's their, it's their interaction they look forward to yeah. every week with you know their friends and, well, they've become friends, their business colleagues who have become friends who have become you know, part of their extended family. And um, the good thing with uh, with being online, we get to actually you know keep that going and keep that continually going and and that support where because because a lot of people like they don't you know, yeah there's a few people here like Dean's got staff members he meets with every day but there's a few solopreneurs who don't get to meet with and mix with other business people during the week. It's very important for those people because I know over the years you know the people I've met. It's been a key thing about joining B&I is because they don't have any other um, other people in their business. They're sitting at either a home office or a, an office 
by themselves with no one else around. Or a work site. Or a work site. And so it's the only time they actually get to meet and mingle with other people and, and talk to other uh, business people, which is, I think, a huge benefit of, of B&I, especially for those you know, the, the, solo, the sole trader type people, or, you know, people that are... Which is solopreneurs. Solopreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> how um how integral has B and I been in the success of your business? Yeah, well, obviously, uh, back twenty years ago, things were a little bit different than now. I think at that stage, it was just myself, and uh, I might have had a part time uh, personal assistant at the time. Um, if we look at where things are today, and I'll try to fill in the middle. The but beautiful uh, office that we're sitting in now. Yeah, be- beautiful office. Um, yeah, pretty much all decked out by. Fellow B&I members, actually. Um, <laughs> but, um, you yeah, know, we're in a situation where we've had up to around 20 staff uh, that, that work for me. Uh, we look after about half a billion dollars of money for people, probably a little bit less at the moment with the uh, <laughs> coronavirus effects on the, the share markets. And, um, you know, I've been able to take myself from, I suppose, a younger starting um, in the financial planning business to an area where I've actually specialised um, you know, quite uniquely in my field and um, become quite renowned around the country for, for what I do in that uh, area of specialty. So, well, What is that, Dean? I, I, just with the self-managed super fund aspect of our business, but uh, you know, there'd probably be you know, a thousand accountants out there going, oh, yeah, we all do self-managed super funds, but, um, but the stuff that we do is uh, probably, um, you know, I, I would say, in a very unique um uh, realm that you know, most um, accountants or other financial planners in the country don't even you know, know, know they can actually work in. In fact, I actually do uh, look after a number of self-managed super funds for accountants and financial mm-hmm. planners just because of that uh, level of specialty that we provide. Yeah, well, um, we're glad you got us here and it's a beautiful office you got here uh, overlooking uh, Port Phillip Bay nearly. But, uh, and the McDonald's car oh, park, yeah, don't, don't, say, don't say McDonald's. We actually call this room the McDonald's room. <laughs> feeling a bit hungry at the So for years at home, we're, we're in one of the boardrooms which has got a window right out uh, right out to the uh, the Golden Arches right outside. So uh, it's it's handy if you, uh, if you need that sort of fix. But um, what do you think you'd probably gain personally? through personal development, through B&I during 20 years? Oh, I think there's a lot there. Um, like everyone that joins, you know, I was nervous about talking in crowds. Um, I certainly didn't want to stand up in front of a, a room full of four people at the time or 12 and, and certainly not you know, 30 people. Um, however, now you know, that's just not even an issue and when I conduct my Because you can't, we're not allowed to. Oh, well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be back to that. <laughs> Thanks to this isolation, um, but look, I, I've got no problems now. Um, yeah, we run seminars quite regularly here, and um, yeah, I, I can get up in front of a crowd of people. It doesn't matter, hundred, you know, five hundred people, and just talk as uh, naturally as I can. So I think the confidence has been a, a huge thing that B and I has um, been able to give to me from from that perspective. Uh, I know Veronica said to me, uh, you know, um, "We haven't really discussed what we're going to talk about today. What would what would you like to talk about?" So I said, "Just anything." And, yeah. and I think that's another skill in that um, that confidence means that you know what you're um, you know your stuff and uh, you know, whatever someone throws at you you can just answer it back to them um, and it's also taught me how to get up early on Friday morning. <laughs> that's actually one of the one of the the key key things that I do love about BNI is that we have specialists in all the categories and if anyone is listening one of the reasons why BNI is set up that you can't be all things to all people 
is because when we refer people in the chapter, it's because they are specialists, they're experts in their field. So if there is a, for example, the, the, the law field is a good one. We've got lots of different lawyers who specialise in different things. So to be a specialist and an expert and know your stuff, that's what you're relying on when you have a BNI member in your presence. A, sp- a specialist is much easier to refer than someone who yeah. does a bit of everything because you know you can actually go to the person, you need to see this person because they specialise in exactly what you need. Yeah. And a lot easier to recommend specialists than generalists. I would say one thing that's also been really good with the way the groups, um, well, as I've grown with the group, because I, I know it's come up before in other podcasts about, you know, I'm too busy to be in B&I, and, and certainly I would say, from my perspective, if you look at the size of the business and um, you know, my weekly schedule, I'm a very, very busy person. We're all busy, but I'm probably that little bit busier than most. You're pretty hard to pin down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, but I've made sure that even though personally uh, maybe I've um, outgrown a lot of those general referrals, that's why I've got other planners that work for me in the business that can handle it. And so so rather than me saying I'm too busy for, for B&I and I've outgrown it, it's more about I've grown the business and brought in the right support mechanisms in the business to be able to also service the the needs of the BNI and we still get the good stuff we still get the good specialty work so that's that's actually a bonus what a great way to articulate it yeah. but we don't yeah. lose that we don't lose that um, the bread and butter type of stuff and uh, there's a number of members in the chapter that now I never actually see the referral come to me they just go directly to you know, the other planners uh, within the business which I think's um, a tremendous endorsement on the way that uh, we've been able to reshape B&I, uh, or so my membership in B&I over the years to say, yeah, early on in the piece it was all about me, yes I need a referral, I need, I, you know, this is the type of person I'm after, whereas now when I'm talking to the group and you know, doing my infomercial, it's about a good referral for us at Diversified this week is this person, and um, and so you know, the people are referring back to my business rather than all, mm. always directly to me. Yeah, you're feeding your team, you know, the work to keep them going. Yeah. So, um, close business-wise, and I we don't need any figures on this, but you know, <laughs> you, yours actually went up last year, <laughs> even after twenty years. And people, you know, people are leaving. Oh, this is you know, I'm, you know, maybe I'm not getting as much from it, and uh, I think I'll you know just let it lapse and go on my own, or I'm comfortable with what I've gotten. In your uh, moving into your twentieth year, you went up by was about your close business rose by another twenty five percent over last year. Amazing. In a, in a time. Where the um, in a time with the um, the banking royal commission and everything has really you know, has really probably hurt your uh, hurt your business. I hope you don't mind me. No, no, that's saying on the fine. podcast because uh, it's really hurt this sort of um, financial planning sector since then. Yeah, I, and I'm happy to talk about specifics. But mm. 20 years ago, I didn't get one of the yellow slips. I think it was at the time, and um, you know, the year after, I might have got yeah you know, three or four, and then you know, three or four became eight or ten the year after. So um, for anyone who's not a BNI member, a yellow slip is the way that before we went online. The old referral slips. The old yeah. referral slip. Yep. But um, but yeah, I think um, last year we might have uh, par- we might have collected around about one hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty thousand dollars of um, 
uh, revenue, but at this stage this year, we're on track for two hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue. So definitely paid your membership. I've paid the membership, yeah, yeah and I'm uh, going to pay those uh, the, the health costs for the breakfast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but what I want to just come back to is, um, yeah, last year was an incredibly tough time. That Royal Commission's really smashed a lot of financial business, uh, financial planning businesses, and um, yeah, we we were not immune, just as um, most of the others in the industry were, um, but. Obviously, without that sort of extra revenue coming in that I would not have got if I had not have accepted that invitation from Trevor 20 years ago, yeah. um, that's 200 grand worth of business that we wouldn't have had, which uh, yeah, that's the sort of money on a business of this size that the difference between either surviving in business or, or failing and uh, going into bankruptcy. So, um, yeah, it's a huge um, benefit in, you know, in terms of what... Um, we needed for our business and uh, yeah, kept us uh, kept our head above water. It's absolutely amazing story. Um, what's the biggest innovation you've probably seen over twenty years? Because one of our core values is traditions and innovations. We keep a lot of traditions, but what what's probably the best innovation you've seen? Okay, you've got me on the spot here. After I said you can ask me anything, um, I I would uh, I would actually say. Um, Connect. I think BNI Connect is, and I, I'll be honest, and I was really resistant of it uh, when it first came out. Uh, it was a real, to me, it was a pain in the backside. It was but pretty clunky at first. I, it was, but I was, um, I, I just, in all honesty, I didn't even put any referrals in for probably six months because it was just such a pain for me. Um, but then I had to actually go through and uh, yeah, load up six months of referrals in bulk. <laughs> um, but I think when I look at it now, it's it is... not recommended, people. That is no, not, no, do not try that at home. Now I do it immediately whenever um, I do the one-to-one or, or <laughs> Like or pass every a good member does, yeah. And, um, and obviously, yeah, the way that attracts everything and uh, yeah, it, it's there on the phone and it is working yeah, pretty efficiently now. Uh, I'm actually really wrapped with that. So I'd say that's the, the best innovation. Yeah, people really the the ones we couldn't get with Connect early on um, really came on board once we got the mobile app. And the mobile app's awesome. Yeah, and eventually you'll be able to do everything you can on Connect on the mobile app. I think even now you can update your profile, etc., on there as well. So, and my tip for the week, we'll be talking about that later. But talking about tips, Dean, what would be your success tip? To another BNI member, what's the one thing you think you really um, focus on within BNI to make it a success? Put your referrals in straight away. <laughs> Don't hold off. <laughs> um, and, and look, I'll, I'll apologise to the the people who uh, didn't get their referral stats put in uh, when I did that back at the time. Um, but no, my my tip has been always to be one of the first people there um, uh, every every Friday. So I always try to get there around about twenty past a. Uh, 6 to 6.30, uh, so that I'm there to you know, get the most of seeing everyone as they come in. Because for me, that's the time that I get to you know, spend more one-to-one time um, with people before, you know, I suppose, the masses come in at around that quarter to seven type. So I've established, I think, better relationships with members who I've seen you know, and had 10, 15 minutes worth of discussion uh, every Friday with um, because of those early hours. But I would then go on to say that you know, if you're not doing one-to-ones, which I think is the, the, probably the second most important thing, uh, or yeah, to, you. to me, yeah. um, if you're not doing the one-to-ones, then we've, we've, you've got a problem because I th- the one-to-ones is really where you get to know people um, yeah, really well. And it's one of the areas where you build trust, and especially if you're in a profession that you, know, you need to build that trust and credibility, 
a one-to-one tool, you know, help you get across the line there. Well, absolutely, and that's the only uh, way that I've been able to establish some of the relationships I've got now. And, um, you know, we've, I'm very lucky. I've got a, a great referral source in um, Paul Simpson, who's the accountant in our chapter, great advocate of our business, and um, you know, he, he's responsible for a lot of the closed business, but that would never have come if I hadn't have done one-to-ones with him early in, on in the piece. And, um, you know, we've, we've got incredibly... Um, close friendship as a result of you know what started off as another fellow sitting across the table from um from me in a B&I meeting each week to you know as one of the groomsmen in his wedding and uh you know, yeah he almost named his uh, child after me I think he was going to call it Dean <laughs> he uh, went with Connor so there's a deep trust there <laughs> Um, Brent, I actually just wanted to, uh, I know that we've been asking in every podcast, uh, the very important question is what's your tip for success from all of our guests. I think in these times though, one thing I'd like to ask our guests is how is this COVID-19 situation affecting your business um, personally as a financial planner because there's other financial planner planners who are members listening to this. Uh, and also, what are you doing? What have you got in place? What did you have in place? What are the ideas that you've got that maybe someone's listening to that they can go, wow, okay, it might help me? Okay, so uh, I think for us, uh, we moved to using Zoom about five years ago, which is a video conferencing software. Uh, and um, whilst we probably had our teething issues with it back then, uh, it's become quite a regular part of our business, uh, especially with all of our interstate and you know, international clients, uh, because... Uh, it's it's a lot easier to jump on a on a video connection and um, do a meeting rather than fly off to Western Australia and uh, and catch up with someone for an hour and a half. Right. So we actually did it um, more as a uh, an efficiency thing over the last five years. Um, but as soon as this coronavirus has hit and become a bit of an issue, we made the decision um, actually late last week to um, stop having clients actually come into the office. So. Um, you know, we, we we do have um, the bacterial um, hand washes as anyone comes in. in thank you. In. But yeah. um, but we've moved everyone off to um, to the video conferencing now. So uh, you know, this week all of the appointments we've just rescheduled to make it a video conference, and um, that's been really good because uh, using an app and you know, I'm not getting paid from Zoom, but using an app <laughs> like Zoom, we're able to share the documents that we'd normally share over the table with with them. We're able to draw over the documents, write notes. Uh, we're able to scribble on whiteboards uh, in front of them, and you, know, you still got that eye-to-eye contact um, uh, with 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 the client. And so it's to me, it's not as perfect as being you know, in the room, but it's not a far step away from it. Whereas um, you know, if you're just talking on the phone, you can't share the same document, you can't be looking at the same thing, and you don't have that same level of connection. So from from our perspective, yeah, we'll we'll get through this no problems. Uh, it's just a matter of um, um, us. I suppose, just being vigilant and making sure that um, we embrace the technology. And uh, we've got clients of all ages doing it. I was talking to a lady yesterday. She's 77 years old and and she was using it, no problems. um, So for any of our BNI members who are struggling. There's no excuse, even if you're 77. (laughs) If you're younger than 77 years old, there's no excuse not to get on BNI online. (laughs) The only only issue we've had is someone had a Mac and that was a little bit of a problem with trying to get on the Mac. So I'm just going to start that controversy now. But... Obviously, you can put the Zoom app in there, which they can work it out of the Zoom app in the uh, in the Mac. It's probably not as good through the web browser, but yeah. I'm just trying to stir some controversy for the comments section. Yeah, okay. you might have some from the other side of the table here. <laughs> all, all, all the graphic designers will be hitting me soon. 
Okay, Dean, thank you for being with us today and thank you for sharing your uh, your beautiful office and, and boardroom here. And, um, your sanitizer. <laughs> and your sanitizer it was uh, and we are maintaining you know social distancing here also so you, know, you can't touch me <laughs> so um yeah thank you very much and it's been a pleasure to uh to be working with you for 20 years and being on mate thank and, you brent uh, we look forward to more yeah really appreciate the time thank okay. you mate thanks dean thanks well, I think that um, I know that we've gone a little bit longer in the podcasts uh, this episode, but I really think that we need it, don't we? People need just to know that BNI, the Australian story, is going to continue because that contact and and having someone to talk about BNI while you can't go to the meetings is really important. Yeah, well, yeah, this is a really good time, and and my tip for this week is, you know, while we're talking about online stuff, is take the time to go and update your profile on BNI Connect. Um, yeah, you can do it through the app now. You can put a photo in there. You can update most of the things through, through your BNI Connect profile because people will be looking online if they need you as well. So you can also put in your gains, your bio in there. The bio is pretty standard, but people forget to put their gains through there, um, their top referral sources, etc. And I can tell you right, right now, this is experience right here, and people can't see this at home, but um, when I walked in, Dean gave me his bio, he gave me his gains, he gave me his last 10 customers worksheet and his contact sphere worksheet. Wow. Now that is a BNI professional I'm actually going right to there. take a photo of that and we'll put it on the Facebook page as proof. Yep, there you go. Yeah. And give us Impressive. a bit of dead give us a bit of dead air while we're there. So um yeah, you know, really um really make sure you do your gains, your tops, your profile and fill that in. Yeah, you're going to have a bit more time. You're not going to be travelling as much at the moment during this uh during these times. So uh do it, fill it in, and uh, you've got more chance of getting referrals from other parts of the world and outside your chapter if that's filled in. So uh, normally I'd ask you a question, Brent, but I think we've actually covered off a lot of the questions that um, anyone may have had. Yep. Uh, I've just really enjoyed this podcast. Not only have we had uh, a really interesting guest on with Dean, but just even this setup for me is nice and relaxed. And thank you, Steve, for bringing in our, our portable podcasting system in our lovely office here at Diversified. My name is Veronica. I'm a member of BNI and I'm sitting here with Brent Edwards, our Executive Director. This was Podcast 7. Make sure you tune in and please look after each other as members. Make a call. Everyone's being uh, affected at the moment. If we've still got each other, it'll, it's all going to work out. Yep.